0: I, I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed the pressure points with your two favorite hosts. I'm D and this is S.A.J. We're coming at you with Season 6, Episode 40, Butchers of Bosnia 6, Visegrad. Uh, it's another installment of the Yugoslavian Civil War series. Uh, strap in, it's a tough one. Find us on Instagram and Patreon at PointoPressure.com. Let's get to it. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass.
1: The volume was a little quiet on our side, so it was yeah, kind of hard to tell was, when it was getting louder. It was
0: really awkward when it when it started picking back up because we're both just like, this is quiet as fuck. Yeah. <laughs>
1: threw me off yeah we're back yeah. we're back how you been not bad yeah it's
0: been a it's been a good weekend yeah. nice i got friday off for veterans day for some reason so i went and saw killers of flower moon it was nice
1: good. so yeah yeah you went with one of our uh patrons
0: yeah, uh, because he's a patron, and paid me.
1: Because bro. he's a patron, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, he, if you're a patron, <laughs> you can go see movies go in see theaters with D. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We with one of our one of my buddies, and it was it was so well done. Such a good if, movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it.
1: Yeah, it is three hours, so either bring a diaper. Or it doesn't pee before. feel like three hours,
0: but plan on it being three and a half hours long.
1: Yeah, but it, it was so good. Yeah. Uh, it's impressive. Fantastic. It's it's a good one. Yeah. They they match the story, they match like historically how it happened.
0: Just uh performances, performances were, were phenomenal. Great. It's a an incredible, incredible message. Such a like the way they tie everything up and go about trying to give give the impression that like we're not trying to extort this story for massive amounts of money. We're telling the story because it needs to be told exactly. Was just, it's just,
1: it's good, it's good, and the cameos, yeah, are phenomenal. Yeah. Like, uh, it's impressive. That old guy, I always forget his name from Third Rock from the Sun, yeah. Uh, oh, I can't, fuck. Think of why can't I think names, of his name? And Brendan
0: Fraser, yeah, and, and Jack
1: White, Jack White. Oh my god, his, yeah. him at the end was <laughs> so, I loved the way they it surprised they, me. I was like, yeah. what the fuck. <laughs> Jack White at the end and how they kind of closed it all up mm-hmm. was just so. I think I think it was perfect. Rather yeah. than going for another forty-five minutes showing yeah, it being closed up
0: shows of, of, of doing everything. this bullshit,
1: they yeah. they close it up super well. Yeah, and and Jack White doing the like racist indigenous person noise <laughs> was so good. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it it's was good. good. It was good one. really
0: good. Go watch it, like yeah. don't. If you like you history at all, go yeah, watch it. You don't need to. You don't need to worry about like spoilers and shit. Just go enjoy the movie because yeah. it's, it's straight good.
1: up. It's good.
0: Oh yeah. So watch that on Friday, and then uh, yesterday at like eleven, I decided to watch Pearl,
1: which was interesting because we had, we started talk to me at like nine thirty or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, and oh, yeah. so it was just a spooky movie night.
0: Yeah, I was. I ran into a bunch of technical issues on uh, the game I was playing, and so I was like, "Fuck this! <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go have a drink, take a hit, eat some food, and watch a fucking scary movie." And it it was perfect. So I finished watching it. Finally. And oh, it's so good. Uh, the, it's me and my wife's movie oh, of it's, life. It's, movie it's, of the life, you know? The thing is, anybody, like, I, I love reading discussions after. Oh, yeah. For, like, to see what people are like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, by the way, here's some interesting facts about it. And apparently it's a divisive movie. Really? Yeah. It's, it's either you love X or you love Pearl. I, I love, love both, both of them. I love both of them. But a lot of it was like- They oh, were very like, different. Yeah. Very, like, they're two different ends of the horror spectrum. Yeah, definitely. But a lot of people were like, I don't like how they tried to make it out to be this. like like It came off as so campy with the uh, Wizard of Oz references. And I was like, no, no, that's what they're that, going for. That's what for. they're going for. There was literally like, a part where- It's, it's not where, to make uh, it seem like a cute movie. They're making fun of that. They're, like, they're yeah. playing into it so heavily. Like, that's that's why she has that little little stupid accent that's so yeah. blown out of proportion. It's no, so
1: that it... There's literally a part where it's, it's almost imperceptible. But there's a part where they're just filming where it was, you know, in real life, yeah. essentially. I mean, because the place where they're filming is just a farmhouse. Yeah. But, you know, they're, where they're filming in real life. And there's a moment where it transitions and it looks like she's on a soundstage. Oh really? Yeah. It's it's I I mean there's no spoiler. It. It's not yeah. a spoiler thing, but it's like when she's looking towards the river uh-huh. and there's like bushes and plants behind her, there's a it just it literally just transitions from oh I've seen that shot from X or you know, yeah. I've seen this this scenery huh. to that is an obvious painted background with fake plants set up exactly like that's how it looked yeah it's, it's like, like th- there are moments where it looks uh, like she's on a soundstage and it looks like and then moments where I she just I didn't notice that. i'll have to go
0: back and find it because i still i still have access to it for like another day or two. Oh, it's so good but yeah uh it's it was and don't turn it off when it says the end
1: yeah do not
0: let it play until like the the whole screen goes into a circle and closes, and the screen is black. Oh, it's so good because one of the she, best scenes is there. It's the most unsettling thing, and her smile and like oh, just that whole fucking that ending. Whole end is it's terrific. it's worth it. So it ends, and I'm sitting there. I'm like reading through stuff, and I'm like, she's just. I told my girlfriend that. She, for the first time in a long time, I felt like Pearl is like a Jason Voorhees like power. Like, yeah, like she's unstoppable. Like, God damn, dude. Yeah, she is unstoppable. And I was just like, that's fucking scary as
1: shit. That, that is the x factor they talk about in the first movie yeah. it's like she just has something about her yeah that's what that is yeah. at least that's that's how i interpret I it, it is that she's got that unstoppable she's got that x factor
0: yeah and she's and that's and forced to be fucking in pearl it's with. it's
1: yeah it's like jason Voorhees yeah. slowly walking towards you no matter what oh, yeah it's that kind of power and that to me adds so much to the first movie to it's x, so good sho- showing that they both kind of have that.
0: So uh, I'm sitting, I'm so laying good. there on the couch. So good. All of the lights in in the basement are off, and I'm just <laughs> of like, course, damn, that's dude, like that was fucking creepy. My girlfriend had been asleep in the other room, and the way that I'm laying, I have like like six inches of like window that I can see through into the room. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm laying there, and all of a sudden you hear, "What are you still doing up?" And I look up. And just in, like, the little crack Ugh. is her face. But the way the light's hitting it, it just looked so sinister. Man, I jumped out of my fucking <laughs> skin. It Dude. scared me so bad. Uh, there, there's something about those movies that, Ugh.
1: like, it just... Something about it lingers with you. It's because
0: that. it's so tense for so long.
1: And, I don't like, know, I, first, I think it, it the also... first, like,
0: half of the movie is just, like, set up. But it's just, like uncomfortable you're like Mm -hmm. what the fuck dude and then the second half is like now shit's gonna happen
1: oh and after she's dancing her her performance is so good but yeah there's something I, i think it also has to do with the complete inability for to be able to completely predict this movie like i'm so used to yeah oh i'm gonna you know halloween four i know exactly how it ends before i've never watched that movie but i i can pretty well guess how it's gonna end yeah and it like it's so many movies are so predictable in where they're gonna go. But these ones I there were there were many times where I'm like, Oh, if they follow the trope, it's like it would do this and they just go the
0: complete other direction yeah. with it. Or they they go into the trope and it just or they go plays into the trope differently over the top yeah.
1: or in a in a totally different oh, way. It's just good. And like Check it like out. It still freaks out my wife. Like after watching those movies, it's like I just got to not, she's got to not think about certain yeah. scenes or she won't be able to sleep.
0: They're like, definitely ones that will like linger. Yeah. The, there's some lingering moments. They're worth it. And they got a Maxine coming out next year. I think. God, I hope I can't
1: wait. So, yeah. If it's anything like these two, like, I don't know where they're going to go with it because yeah, as you said, the both of them X and, and Pearl are on opposite ends of uh, like the horror spectrum. One's more slasher and one's way more psychological. Yeah. Where the fuck is Maxine gonna be? I have the third movie. No idea. <laughs> like Like, I don't. I. I. Is it gonna be both somehow? Like, I. I don't know. I. I have no idea. But. No.
0: But check them out. It's really good. Him, Welcome
1: to the out. movie podcast. Pressure points. Yeah. Fuck. This is the comic relief right. segment. Yeah. Where Big we're talking time. about we, horror. We
0: certainly need it before before this episode. How was your week?
1: I'm good. Just. Taking it easy, doing a lot of homework. I got to go in for four days in a row to school oh, that's, next week.
0: That's just coming. So right
1: I on. had to take off work to go to school. Uh, Yay. Yuck. Had to use up literally all of my, my vacation PTO.
0: Last semester. Last semester. <sighs> Halfway there. Six more weeks. Yeah. Almost there, man.
1: Six more weeks. And I have to pass these six weeks. Ah, you'll be fine. The senioritis is so real. I'm sure, dude. Like... I'm looking at an assignment right now in front of me. I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this right now. Do it. Now. You have to. I have to. You got to do it. You at least got I, I have to do at least. God, I, I've if, if you listen to the last three years of this podcast, you will hear me bring up multiple times how stupid discussion posts are. Yeah, fair. Uh, ugh, that, that's what's killing me most. I will do any other assignment <laughs> like, and I'm fine with it, but I don't want to do the discussion posts and I don't want to weird. do the responses. It doesn't make any sense. They're odd. Now then, uh, yeah, it, they're stupid. So, and they're really hard to respond to because pretty much everybody just says the same thing in different ways. <laughs> everybody uses ChatGPT in the same it's way. because
0: nobody likes it. So yeah, just like, everybody is the the buzzword. It <laughs> yeah, the
1: the lowest you know common denominator, the easiest yeah. response. And it's always the it's same. It's not an actual discussion. It's just... Yeah, it's not a discussion. Yeah. Like, I, I understand that, like, sitting in a classroom and having a discussion, yeah, that would be beneficial for a lot of these things, but trying to emulate that online and, f- and having it forced takes all of the discussion out of it. If you force somebody to have a discussion, it's going to be <laughs> yeah, the cheapest, be. Yeah. easiest way to say, okay, I did it.
0: Yeah, it's just two bots talking to each, exactly. each other. Exactly.
1: There's no actual conversation. The amount of times I, I've repeated the formula of, hey, I enjoyed reading this because this, this, and this. Uh, I like how you pointed out this thing.
0: You just got to make how, a template. What do you, and then a question mark. You that mean, is my template. Template. And, and then it's just. And then it's a, a question like about two that two thing. two spaces for where you insert. That's what insert it is. Insert discussion topic.
1: Pretty much. And I'm just. Uh, Almost there.
0: Six more weeks. Six got more this. weeks. Easy peasy. All right. Uh, we're going to transition straight into this one. Um, Bosnia. I will, I will start off that, uh, this episode does have, I mean, it's a lot. Um, and if you struggle with hearing about or listening to anything that has to do with sexual assault, um, I certainly recommend just passing on this one.
1: The rare pressure points, trigger warning, The
0: very rare pressure points, trigger warning. Um, uh, but if you uh, – unfortunately, as much as I want to get into, like, catching up from all of the last ones, uh, just go back and listen to them. The last one, we really just covered uh, the different camps that were set up by the by the Serbs for the Bosniaks and Croats and how, how bad the situations were for all of those. Uh, this one specifically, it follows um, the later part of – our Sarajevo closing episode, uh, Sarajevo Part Two. This happens in like the last little bit. This is in May 1992, April and May. Now this is
1: it's it's crazy to think about this series just because <laughs> it happens it across has, what like it's two years.
0: It's still three years uh, yeah, now. So if 19, that. Not, pretty much. Well, April. Nineteen ninety two, March and April, nineteen ninety two, is when everything started to happen. But even then, the setup and kind of like yeah, it, Operation Ram and everything is in the nineties. But everything happened everything all at once ends is crazy. in nineteen ninety five. So the, all of this, everything that we're talking about, goes over the course of five years, and it is a, a very lot. dense yeah, five years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this will have a bit of an overlap with the Sarajevo episode. And as much as I really would like to start to get away from this, um, and it's not like I, Oh, I want to tie this up and be done with it. Um, there's a lot that still needs to be told. There's a lot that I'm still learning on it. Um, but there's a lot to go. Yeah. Like it's originally, I was going to go from Sarajevo to the Markel Massacre to Srebrenica to uh, the war crime trials and uh, tracking down of the butchers of Bosnia. So originally it was like maybe three more episodes um, after, uh, after Sarajevo. At this point, uh, we have the camps. We have Visgrad um, and... I have no idea where we're gonna go from here, but there I hey, I don't know. That's next not know. That's yeah. next
1: season D to worry we're about. Gonna wor- we're gonna
0: be work we're gonna be work I'm gonna be working on this one for a while. Um it's just Don't worry, World
1: War Two is back next week. Yeah, I I dig it. <laughs> I like the No, it's great. I, like, I think it's phenomenal. I I hate
0: how dark all of it is, but like I'm just able to to learn it and figure it out so much easier and it's like damn. Like yeah. I just I want everybody to know what the fuck is going on and how bad it was and how bad it still is. Uh so we're gonna start off with the White Eagles, also known as the Serbian Avengers. Oh okay. um, also known as the Chetniks, um, also known as Serbs. Um, so uh it's a lot to unpack, but the I'm just going to give a brief history of the the White Eagles and the Chetniks um because they're basically interchangeable so Chetniks anytime I say oh yeah the Chetniks I'm referring to members of the White Eagles um anytime I call them White Eagles that's just me saying like yeah the group was yeah. doing stuff um just interchangeable Chetniks is usually easier for me to say, Um, but white eagle itself uh, is in reference to the two white eagles that to this day remain on the Serbian flag. Um, Now, the Chetniks were they were called the Chetniks back during uh, World War II when they were Serbian Nazis. Um, The Chetniks focused their efforts on the removal of Bosniak Muslims during World War II, much like Germans with Jews. Uh, They kind of used that as like a a jumping off point. They were like, oh, German occupied Europe. Cool. Let's do it, too. Um, And they were responsible for the murdering of almost 70,000 Muslims and croats at the time. Uh, they began calling themselves the White Eagles when they organized in World War II against the communist government that was led by Josip Tito. Now, Josip was—he uh, led one of the greatest anti-Nazi Germany campaigns during the war. He—he um, he got like I think it was like 100 and almost 120 different awards. Um, like Dang. medals, awards, whatever, for his work against the Nazis in World I War like, II. was like, he was
1: awarding them to himself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I plan on doing an episode on him because, like, he was a force to be reckoned with, mm-hmm. and the fact that the Chetniks and also known as the White Eagles and Serb Nazis were doing their damnedest to stop him... Mm-hmm a resistance fighter to the Nazis is really indicative of who Chetniks are. Uh, So uh, in the nineties, the white Eagles uh, was filled with Serbs that rallied together under operation Ram operation Ram happened. um, But they all kind of had this when they were, when they were doing all of their prep, getting these paramilitaries together, training under the police um getting weapons from the Russians, it was kind of this underground, like, oh, we're we're like the resurrected white eagles. We're the white eagles again. Like we're we won't call ourselves the we won't call ourselves the Chetniks, but we're the White Eagles again. We're coming back. Um and it it's fucking terrible. Uh and it was Put together by two men who more or less were just like, hey, officially we're all the white eagles in 1992. And then uh, those two men kind of split off and did their own thing, started working directly with Republic Serbska, which was under power or under control of <clears throat> Ratko Mladic, uh, one of our butchers of Bosnia. Um, and in Visgrad specifically... Um, you have, uh, what is his name? Milan, uh, Lukic. Uh, this has all been off notes. I gotta find my place. No, uh, no, you gotta get back. Yeah, so, in early April 1992, uh, Vishgrad is, a uh, 100, 100 kilometers east of Sarajevo. And, um during this time this is april 92 this is when like we've had the we've had the uh the red wedding more or less um we've had people ripped out of their homes they have people that are being pushed out of sarajevo they've started murdering people they have snipers that are set up watching over sniper alley in sarajevo this is happening like at this time, the people of Vishgrad are seeing this and they're fucking terrified that the same thing's going to happen because Vishgrad is currently under JNA control. And JNA is basically Republic Serf- Serbska right now. Yeah. Um, but we still have about a month and a half to go until Radko Mladic takes full control over them and shifts them into Republic Serbska.
1: Um,. But the writing's on the wall. It's yeah, not like they're yeah, completely, it's not completely like, disconnected. It's
0: not like these guys are are like UN peacekeepers. Like it's mm-hmm. the J, It's the same JNA in Vizhgrad as in Sarajevo. Yeah. It's it's the same fucking people. Um. God, I keep getting lost. You're There's good. so You're, many I'll, fucking I'll fill, notes in this. Uh, I
1: recently got some mail from someone living in Sarajevo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That oh, was that's that. Sick. Little oh, decontamination yeah, yeah, yeah. kit that's from right.
1: the 80s from the JNA that's that so still cool. had been the needles with atropine in it. So that's good. Cool. I
0: gotta check out your video on that. Yeah. Uh, So Vishkarad is home to about 20,000 people at the time, 20, 21,000 or so. Uh, Two thirds of which are Bosniak Muslim. Uh, the remaining are majority Serb. There are, I think it's like, two percent croats it's a really small amount of croats mm-hmm. the big push is on bosniak muslims and in, in this situation and uh, around this same time like i said the creation of republic serbska that radovan Karadzic pushes mm-hmm. for mladic i mean they're buddy buddy oh yeah when we get to the episode where they end up getting caught uh, they have so many pictures together that I didn't even realize just photos of like them. Photo ops together? Not even photo op. it's just like them out in the battlefield and somebody just snapped a photo and it's like Mladic is like oh yeah like explaining where they hit all these bodies Where It, it kind of feels is. like
1: the pictures of uh, celebrities with Epstein yeah.
0: <laughs> where <laughs> it's yeah, like for oh real. except <laughs> yeah honestly almost identical <laughs> Uh, and at the same time when Republic Serbska starts getting kicked up, Karadzic is pushing and he says that Visgrad is to become a Serb town. Uh, Bosniak Muslims hear this news and they are trying their damnedest to flee, uh, In a lot of instances, they've already been pushed out of their jobs, some pushed out of their homes, some have already been taken to camps.
1: Wow. Almost like the Jews just up to uh, Kristallnacht in Germany. Like, it's exactly the same playbook.
0: The thing is, going through this, there's so many, like, comparisons And and attempts to relive what happened When the white eagles were doing what they did in world war two, it's so fucking disgusting and terrible. Like, and this isn't even the worst, like this isn't even the worst one. Srebrenica uh, in a few episodes is considered like one of the worst and most egregious examples of, of genocide since world war two. It's just, and this is, so this is like number two on the post Mm -hmm. It's a very bleak future for Pressure Points episodes. Um, So strap in. Uh, So yeah, Muslims are, are leaving their homes. And this is when Lukic and his cousin show up and kind of take over and start to... Bring out all these paramilitaries even further than before. Before, because the JNA was occupying and it was such a small area, a lot of Serbs were kind of like, we're just waiting for the for our signal, and then Karadzic says, "Hey, it's this is Serb time," and they all just showed up, ready oh. to go, all ready, White Eagles, and Lukic is like, "Hey, cool, my cousin and I, we're your boss." Um, And in 1943, during World War II, uh, the the Chetnik's preferred method of burying bodies in um, Viskrad is the Drina River Bridge. Now, the area itself is a lot of people refer to it as the Drina Valley. Um, It's this long river Drina that leads into... I have the lake listed here somewhere it's like the the Petrochage Lake that's it. So, uh during World War II, 1500 people were tortured and murdered on this bridge. Um we'll have pictures up on Instagram of the bridge itself and these people were killed on the bridge and then thrown over the side and I mean this is a big it's a big wide river. Mm. Um,
1: well why dig a hole when you can just use nature
0: just throw them down the river I guess Uh, so they would let the river carry them to their graves at Parachach Lake which uh, I'm not positive if in 1943 they had the dam there but in 1992 they had a hydroelectric dam at the base of it and they had it was Parachach Reservoir And then the dam, and then it led down to the lake. Uh, So Lukic decided to stick to White Eagle tradition in one of the worst ways possible. And every single night, Bosniaks were tracked down, loaded into more or less a moving truck, uh, and taken to the bridge. Uh, And a lot of reports said that this truck was always followed by a red Volkswagen Passat. Or Passat, I don't know how the fuck to say it, but like that was it was always being driven by Lukic. And it was like more or less his dream car.
1: Uh oh yeah, German engineering.
0: <laughs> yeah, German engineering. Uh but he discovered a Bosniak driving it, stopped them, killed him, took his car. Took the car, yeah. Uh so after they would arrive at the bridge. The Chetniks would search the bridge for broken bottles, pieces of glass, anything that they could get their hands on. Really, if they didn't have their knives or their Russian issued weapons on them, uh, and or they would like there were some that would bring knives from home because these are literally just citizens that are being militarized, uh, and I mean to imagine. The bridge that night, it's just barely lit up. It's this long stone bridge that goes across the Drina River. Drina River is really wide. Um, and just to imagine being there, um, you hear these children screaming and crying as their parents are killed in front of them, uh, and then. These children are shortly after stabbed and thrown over the edge of the the bridge as well, along with their parents. Um, While you also it's it's countered by the laughs and the cheering of the Serbs that are doing it. Uh, They would kill every single Bosniak Muslim on the bridge, dump their bodies over the side, and uh, it would just turn the water red with how many people they were doing. Every single night uh, In some instances They would grab Children or other people And throw them up into the air Over the edge of the bridge and then shoot Them while they fell into the water Like clay as pigeons fell. Yeah, It's fucking, Human ins- clay it's pigeons. fucking disgusting uh, And in the morning The bridge would be Crimson red And a water tank Would show up like Imagine you're a paramilitary that's thrown together without any organization at all, but they still have the organization enough to arrange for a fucking water tank to come over and spray the blood and gore off of this bridge every single morning because of what they're doing every single night.
1: I actually have some some insight because I I always think like how quickly these civilians were radicalized and, and brought into this. And I was doing some research on the JNA before this event, mm-hmm. and they they had this concept for their defense because you know they're a smaller country yeah. and they've seen different wars, you know, especially World War II, and they've seen what happened. So their idea of defense was total defense, which basically means if they were you know coming under attack, systems would be in place that. Not just the military would respond to that attack, but every civilian yeah. would be part of this defensive force. So that ha- like I can see where that concept from the decades before this event have made it so much easier to bring the civilians into this because they were already expected to take up arms and become the military. No matter your, yeah. no matter who you were in the event of an attack, The the jump from. OK, preparing the, the civilians knowing that they at any time may become under attack and may you know, need to play this role to all of this shit happening really isn't that far of a jump when yes. you think about it with all the other radicalization that you talked about with the propaganda. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Everything. Like
0: jumping back and it goes back. More than oh, more than decades, more. but more. just the saying all Serbs, one state well over 10, 15 years old. I don't remember the exact year when they started using that as propaganda for Serbs, but all Serbs, one state was like such a, it wasn't even a tongue in cheek term. It was just make America great again. But yeah, it yeah,
1: was exactly that.
0: But I mean, if it had been around for like, since your parents started voting kind of thing, uh, yeah, like that's such a solid point that these oh. people were ready and so willing to jump into a combative position.
1: Yeah, because they, they were basically yeah, indoctrinated moments. to it. Yeah, exactly. With that, that entire idea of defense. And when I was reading about that, I'm like, oh, so much of this makes sense. Yeah. Because if, I don't know, I, I think if something similar were to happen in the United States, I know a lot of people who wouldn't want to jump into a paramilitary role. I wouldn't yeah. want to jump into a paramilitary role.
0: Like, But there are a lot of people that but would. There
1: are some people who would, but there that's because of that previous indoctrination yeah. that takes a lot of time. But if I was raised with the idea that at any moment I would have to pick up a gun and report to a military commander and I'm just in the military for this war now, it wouldn't be that much of a stretch for somebody else to say, "Yeah, hey, some, it's time." There's some it's people whose hands now we're are going
0: to do this. Some two A dudes whose hands are shaking. Some ROTC. Yeah, yeah. Some ROTC, ROTC kids really disagree with what I said. It.
1: But yeah, like that. Having that thought of, "Oh no," I my entire life I've been taught about this thing, and now it looks like it's time somebody in the military is saying it. Yeah. It's that much easier to jump in.
0: It's crazy. It's it's so fucked. Um, so yeah, they would arrange for this water tanker to come clean off the, clean off the bridge, um, uh, and it was, it was so bad in fact that one day the owner and manager of the hydroelectric plant at the at the base of the Drina River. Called the local police and complained and asked if the White Eagles could, and I quote, slow the flow of corpses down the drena as they were clogging the culverts at the dam at a rate so high his staff can't keep up with the removal.
1: I was going to make a joke about that and decided it was in poor So I'm glad I did not make that yeah, joke.
0: Yeah, dude, imagine that many fucking corpses that your hydroelectric, dam, hydroelectric can't dam can't even dam. fucking run properly. Uh There was one man who lived 12 miles downstream, uh, the Trina, and he buried 200 bodies that he found ashore, um, or almost 200. I think it was, I think the numbers are like 187, um, only half of which he was able to even identify or begin to identify. Uh, he said that the women were always naked and wrapped in blankets tied at each end so that they were guaranteed not to survive yeah sounds about right um and this is just what was happening at night um women and children were also taken from their homes a lot of the instances at the bridge were men and i believe every every year they have like a huge get together at Mm. the drena bridge now that everyone kind of stands on it and just they just mourn the yeah, loss of memorialize all of these and people, mourn it, yeah. Um, and I mean, this is this isn't just one event that's happened, and it's not just oh, you know, only during the Yugoslavian civil war. This has been multiple times now that Muslim people have been murdered on this bridge. Uh, so yeah, women, women and children were taken from their homes and they were put in uh, brothel camps, rape camps. Uh, whatever you would prefer to call them. I'm going to call them brothel camps. Um, and one of which, one of these camps, was the Vlina Vlas Hotel, and it actually became the headquarters for Lukic. Um, now, similar to Sarajevo, uh, Serbs would show up and assault women however they pleased at these camps, but the... The hotel itself was even more so because when it's headquartered for the leader of the White Eagles, that's where people are going to meet. It's not like he's going to say, oh, these are my headquarters. Let's meet two miles away. So yeah, anytime, some farm somewhere yeah, or anytime that they have these meetings, they have 200 women inside this building. These guys are going to show up for their meeting. And then they're just gonna sexually assault and beat the shit out of these women, murdering them most of the time. And then they would just go back out to the streets and refill whatever "quote unquote" went missing over the last day.
1: It reminds me a lot of the Japanese treatment of Chinese women during like the Second China Sino-Japanese Nanking? War in World War Two. Just yeah. overall, like it overall in general but nanking is a, is a very poignant example but that i mean that that didn't the the rape of nanking didn't occur over years yeah you know it it was well generally considered a singular event
0: so worse in some ways Yeah. i mean horrible in every way <laughs> they would they would speak to these women they would call them turks um and they would say like I'm going to make it so that you never have a Turk baby ever again. Like they would get these women pregnant and they'd say like, it's not a Turk kid. Like it's just like such a dehumanizing thing to just look these poor, poor women in the eyes. And in all honesty, women is a stretch of the term because a lot of the time these girls were under the age of girls. These These are are young children. Yeah. And They're being treated in such a fucking deplorable, disgusting manner. All of the people at this, at this hotel, all of the victims there were just, it's just the most unfortunate situation and the most disgusting approach that you could ever take. And then to imagine, like you imagine a hotel like that, like Mm -hmm. this fucking rape camp and the leader of these guys says, that's my headquarters. That's yeah, where I'm going to, this is where I want to, that's where I'm going to Memorialize myself. my power. Yeah. yeah. Like, this symbolize is, my power is yeah, this. Yeah. Is, is it this, just the worst fucking place that you could ever set up shop on top floor? Like, mm-hmm. it's just fucking disgusting. Um, yeah. Like I said, they had over 200 women in it. Um, it like, like, Constantly pretty much uh, Only a few really came out Surviving the entire experience One woman uh, Jasmina Ametspa, I don't know how to say Her last name um, Amet Uh She was assaulted For four days straight Four days constant of being raped um, And When she was finally left Alone uh, she went to The top window and she threw herself out and died on the pavement below because I mean, yeah, what else, what else else can she do? It's either that or the next time somebody does it for five days and kills her at the end. Yeah. Like, like
1: that's not an easy way out, but Um, it's a way out
0: because this was Lukic's headquarters. Uh, in October, 1992, they ended up, uh, raiding a bus that was fleeing Bosnia Uh, with a bunch of Bosniak Muslims and Croats. And uh, 16 men were abducted from the bus, brought back to the hotel, and then they were killed at the hotel as well. Uh, They have not found many, if any, bodies of 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 the victims of this hotel. Uh, And by the way, it's... uh, Still up and running, Valina Lost. They haven't changed the name. Um, That's I'll, not, I'll that is not on it. my Travelocity I'll, list. I'll get into it at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, they have an active Instagram account that has, as far as I understand it, nothing that honors the victims of this place.
1: Yeah, I was like, ho- yeah. the Hotel Polski. as far as I know, is still like the building is still in existence but there's memorials there's yeah. plaques and yeah. shit.
0: You would think you would think that the approach if your hotel was used as a rape camp would be to utilize that and do your best to memorialize the people who were all of the victims, the victims of this yeah. of this place. But instead it's oh well we're a it's rehabilitation a facility but not for that. Yeah. Um so towards the end of May, the SDS scheduled a bus to deport Bosniaks from the area. And I'm a lot of these situations, I could go and do an entire episode on on each of these massacres. Um, I'm electing not to because, like, it's really fucking hard. You get hard. the idea. It's really hard tearing up and crying while I'm writing my fucking notes because how bad this shit is. Um, but. Yeah, towards the end of May, the SDS scheduled a bus to deport—the SDS, of all people, mind you—scheduled uh, a bus to deport Bosniaks from the area. So they're saying, hey, we're going to take you out of Bosnia and Herzegovina, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so Bosniaks that are clearly in a very, very vulnerable position say— I'm going to take your word for it. They're trusting the like the devil himself, but they'd rather that than where they're living. Um, so towards the end of May, they a bunch of Bosniaks hop on this bus to leave the area, um, and close to the border, it's stopped. 17 men are taken off of the bus. Uh, the bus is still parked. They walk them around to the side of the bus, and Luke... Uh, Lukic shows up in his little red, uh, Passat. That that song would
1: not have done as well. Little red Passat. Little red Passat. Uh,
0: so Lukic pulls up in his little red Passat, steps outside, and he says, uh, kill all of them so that the people on the bus can still see. They murder all 17 people, execute them there, leave their bodies there, and left it as a mass grave. Um, and as far as I understand, the mass grave wasn't discovered until 2006, 14 Dang. years
1: later. Um, I'm glad they found it, though, yeah. that that will hopefully God, give damn, some dude. some closure, I would hope. or Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, if,
0: if anything, I hope that some of the victims of of these events had people that are able to mourn them. Yeah, that are still still alive. Some survivors. Fuck. Um, so on the 14th and the 27th of June, uh, 70 Bosniaks consisting mainly of women, children, and a few elderly were forced into a home, uh, forced into a small house. They were packed in really, really tight and the door was closed, locked, barricaded. Um, there were some women that were pulled like the the front door would you'd hear clunk, you'd hear the door unlock, they would open it, and they would just grab a girl from the room, pull them out, close the door, barricade it again. Um, they would rape them in the street and then return them and grab another one. uh this went on for four hours as rocks were being thrown in through the windows, shots are being fired into the side of the house. People are getting hit. Um, I mean, it's a small house. It's 70 fucking people. Um, And like I said, goes on for four hours um, until they put the last person back inside. The windows are boarded up and uh, grenades are thrown in through the windows. Shots continue to fire in through the windows. There are explosions inside this densely packed house. Killing people inside and suddenly Serbs decide, fuck it. And they set the building on fire with no chance of escape. Um, and this happened twice. These are two separate events uh, that the Serbs decided to do this. Only like 10 people survived in total, uh, one of which spoke at the war crime trial for Lukic. Um, but she looks like a shell of a human because as she was trying to escape her clothes caught fire. Uh, she barely squeezed through this like tiny, tiny opening in a window. Uh, and as she got through, uh, she saw her sister behind her trying to get through, but died trying to get out. Um, um, she said that the youngest child was less than a year old uh, and she was unable to even describe the sounds that she heard as most everyone around her was killed. Uh, as she ran away, as as she got out, um, she turned back to look and she saw Serbs laying on the grass outside just having a drink cheering one another whatever Chilling. Um, and she she went on record saying that the Passat arrived at 5pm and within four hours the sky was light because the house was in flames uh, one witness said that they could hear the victims and it was like the screaming of cats uh, and that same day June 14th 50 Bosniaks were dumped into a different river not the Drina River. Um, of the 14,000 Bosniak Muslims in Vishgrad, 3,000 were ruthlessly murdered like this constantly. This went over the course of three, almost three and a half years. This is regular shit. Um, and in 2010, the water level of the Parachach River was lowered for the dam maintenance. Uh, And 373 complete bodies were found, Um, though the estimated amount of remains that they discovered through scuba diving and looking through, uh, they estimated it to come up to about, Two thousand people. Damn, that's um, a lot of people. At the time, it was considered one of the largest grave sites in Europe, or one of the largest mass grave sites in Europe. Obviously, other than so many of the mass graves that you talked about in uh, your previous episode, like a year and a half ago. Yeah, um, I,
1: there, there's just there's so many similarities that I <sighs> can find so to awful. you know the a In Eastern Europe to the Nazis to I mean the Axis powers fully like and and that's not even considering the fact that I mean the Germans have I shouldn't say the Germans but the Germans before World War two there there were other genocides that happened in like Africa that I'd love to cover I have a book downloaded I just need to read it about it where there there was some some other Events that precipitated to it, and not just the Germans. I mean, there are so many, unfortunately, so many genocides. But the a lot of the methods are so similar in how they get there, and how they convince people to be on them. Like you were, you were even saying, like, oh yeah, we'll put them on a bus and get you out of here. How
0: yeah. many times
1: did the Nazis say, okay, get on we'll the train? We're three on a
0: train. The yeah. we'll three
1: on a train. You just we'll get you to the border, and then you can leave. Yeah. And then they end up. At Auschwitz or Birkenau or wherever, like the 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 similarities are so interesting in a very morbid way. It's kind of like I, I watch this TV show that uh, TV show. God, I'm old. I watch this program. I watch this program. No, I watch a show on that that talked about a bunch of different dictators, how they gained power, how they maintain power, and their ultimate downfall. And it doesn't matter if you're some sub Saharan dictator or you're Gaddafi. The way you got into power was basically the same. That's yeah, yeah. So it, it's almost like there's this blueprint, this blueprint mm. of genocide, which would have been a crazy good title for this series. Yeah. Now that I'm hell saying hell. it. But it seems to be this this blueprint of evil that you can that, that people are using over and over again, whether they're you know that's the easiest way to do it or they're just learning from the people who were 20 you know in this area during world war 2 they're going to be 60 right yeah 60 mm-hmm. at this point and they're going to be telling their kids or in positions of power you know when this happened and they know yeah. how it worked before it doesn't matter you know how it got there the means but how it how the the education how the knowledge got there but yeah, it it's crazy
0: these similarities. Yeah, dude. For it to just be like like a one to one comparison and it's like a a perfect recreation of what happened before. Yeah, there's like, just
1: so many and and it's also crazy because from an ethical point of view, you would think that
0: you would learn from the that mistakes. That you would learn from the mistakes you of the past. would learn from the the most heinous evil that happened not even fifty years earlier. Yeah,
1: it it goes back to the that old saying where it's like those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah, there are people who are learning from history to, In- repeat, it, to repeat it, intending intending to repeat, yeah. repeat it. And it's it's just it, it feels like insanity because of where I am, where I'm at. Yeah, from my perspective, on the other side of this microphone, it's easy for me to say like. Wow, I would never do that because that's like morally reprehensible and and just horrible shit. Yeah, but I'm not there. I'm not in that situation. Yeah.
0: I'm not. You know, you didn't in a, grow up. I didn't with, grow up around this horrible propaganda, complete and, indoctrination, and everything. Yeah, but it's it's just fucking insane to me. Like the parallels between what happened in World War II. And what happens in? I mean, even genocides prior to it, and genocides after.
1: Yeah, it's just easy to say World War Two because yeah. that's so well known. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, we can say that, and and all of our listeners, even if this is your first episode, you know what World War Two was, yeah.
0: and you know um, that apartheid. the Holocaust happened. Apartheid, same uh, yeah. fucking thing. We covered this, I think, a year to the fucking day. Yeah, pretty close I think. Uh, yeah, the the whole uh, South Africa
1: kind of Yeah. We almost did a mini series there. It was yeah, like we three did, episodes. Yeah, two or three episodes I One think. One of them was an exclusive. Uh, and uh, about that stuff and so similar. Yeah. And mm. it happens again and again and again and it's God,
0: it's just it's um, crazy. It's so unfortunate and sad. Yeah,
1: it just puts forth the idea that this is hell. Mm-hmm. We are in a hell dimension. We fucked up on a different plane of yeah. existence. And humanity is just hell <laughs> God, <laughs> or I'm something, real. you know, because uh, it just repeats. It's, it's like uh, it's, it's a stupid thing. But in The Matrix, they talk about the movie. They talk about humanity is stuck here in the 90s because there's enough bad stuff going on. But the quality of life is good enough. So there's kind of that balance because they, they realize if they put humans in all good, they start to fight back. And if it's all bad, then they fight back. It's nah. so like, for some reason, human beings just always have this balance of, ah, there's some good advancements in the world. There's are also fucking hell <laughs> happening somewhere. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. It's weird. It's just wild. Uh,
0: so, in 2014, a monument was put up in uh, Biskrad for the victims. Uh, however, after it was put up, Serb officers and uh, the local government Insisted that the word genocide was too harsh Oh, yeah, too harsh And it should be chiseled off Uh, Widows and the sexual assault victims Showed up for, like, the opening Like, the revealing ceremony and everything However, prior to the ceremony Uh... The local government hired a guy with a fucking angle grinder and ground the word "genocide" off of this monument.
1: Man, that that makes that monument such a target for
0: vandalism. It, and it the was best kind immediately. Of vandalism. Yeah. um Like I Shit, said, I, I'd
1: go buy a bottle of spray paint, write "genocide" to. over that. Like, come on.
0: Uh, it's it's basically just a constant battle back and forth, uh, because uh, the same day widows were going up and they were using their lipstick to write genocide on the monument itself. They'd show up the next day and it was painted over with white paint. And so they would do it again. Do it again. Uh mm-hmm. I I'll have pictures that are put up with literally a woman just writing it with her lipstick on there. Um and then the picture of the guy with the angle grinder Jesus. grinding it off. Uh so uh bakita Hasicic, uh she's a survivor of the Velina vlas hotel uh, she was there during the memorial opening and she was interviewed after and she said the police in their uniforms and uniforms and caps brought back memories of 1992. you relive those moments my legs were shaking when we arrived we had no idea that they had already done that to the monument. People started crying when they found out. I couldn't even bring myself to look at it. Uh, and she is actively working to have the homes that were incinerated in June 1992 with the close to 100 victims or 120 victims, I should say, um, rebuilt, restored and given a memorial and monument status. Uh, She's actively working to get that done. However, the local government is trying to tear it down, claiming that the road is too narrow in the area and it needs to be widened. Uh, It's a constant struggle for surviving Bosniaks, In the area to remind others of what happened due to the SDS gaining governmental control of the city again in 2012. Yes, the SDS is still around and they're still fucking nationalists just like they were in 1992. I mean, this is 20 years after everything, 17 years after the war itself has ended and the SDS is still just in denial mode, in poor Serb mode. It's oh, yeah. just like what the fuck is wrong with people? Um, And I would imagine it's just so hard to speak out when <coughs> sorry, excuse me, when your neighbors are the same people that killed your husband 20 years ago, that killed your dad when you were years old it's so recent uh so many members of the white eagles never served time were never punished because how do you even go about doing that yeah like these are it's not a prison big enough Yeah, these are paramilitaries these are just radicalized people that live down the street like I don't want to sit here and fear monger and say hey you know your next door neighbor could be a, a fucking Nazi radicalist but it's the it's i
1: mean we're in utah so that's a good chance <laughs> yeah, either good that chance or bit. somebody who abuses their children
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck for real but it's just it's the reality of the situation and it's this isn't to say hey you know don't trust your neighbor or anything that's not what i want anybody to take away from this episode it's that even someone with the best intentions can be driven to do the most deplorable fucking things um and it it took until 2005 to catch lukic um wow he
1: got away for a long time
0: everyone did oh yeah it was so hard to track anybody down because of how how not necessarily disorganized but how chaotic all of this was uh especially because in, in areas like this, you have the Serbs that are like a third of the population. However, in some areas, you have the Serbs that are 75% of the population, and you're not going to be able to ever track down the guy that was directing and controlling the The paramilitaries and the police in the area. Well, yeah, it, because yeah. everyone's going to back him up because they were all in the paramilitary. Yeah, I was, was going to say
1: he still has allies, yeah. even though the UN comes out and yeah. and all these countries say, oh that was bad." That doesn't necessarily yeah. even reach some of his allies, like yeah. some of the people in this chaos in these dangerous areas. Yeah, of course he's still going to like have have allies and have ways to to hide and escape
0: oh yeah and i mean it was he was known to work alongside and within a drug smuggling ring that courage was in at the same time and this is perfect the fucking butcher one of the butchers himself uh and this is following the war they did all of this drug smuggling so that they could fund a security team to watch over them. And it was to fund, I think, for Karadzic. I'll get into it further further down the line. But during the winter, like just before winter would start, they would take a car into the Balkan Hills, which are impossible to search. And as soon as it snows you're not going to be able to get up there. So they would just hole up for the winter and then they would go on the run during the, the spring and summer.
1: Yeah, and you got to finance it. And yeah. yeah drugs and that's are a exactly great way to do how that. they would
0: do it. And you have all these people that have these connections within the Serb communities like Lukic. Um, uh, his cousin was actually promoted to the chief of security at one point of the security. Uh, it was Preventiva which was the uh, security company or the police is more or less what it was, um, that were working for Karadzic mm. to protect him. His cousin became like the chief of police, more or less, along that. Um, and That's not going to influence any search he, for him. Yeah. he. So the police, not the Preventiva police, but authorities raided uh, Lukic's home – in 2003 i believe uh raided his home and they thought it was him that was in there but it was actually his brother they shot and killed his brother and he was in argentina at the time
1: wow crazy how many how many fascists go to argentina
0: yeah for real i heard about what happened decided to turn himself in um And he got to Argentina with a fucking fake passport. I don't remember what the name was. I don't give a shit what his fucking name that he went under was. Uh, But, yeah, he turned himself in. However, despite turning himself in, during the trial, his defense team was constantly offering witnesses money to change their stories.
1: Uh, simple jury tempering. To
0: change their statements, uh, there was one guy that they actually had listed as a witness. They had to pull him, and he ended up serving three months for perjury because he lied about all of it because he got paid. He yeah. got paid off. Um, he, he was, I don't think he was interviewed, but uh, statements made by him, were uh, that Mladic has always been and will remain the true hero and idol and Karadzic, the leader of my people. He was sentenced to life in prison for murder, cruelty, persecution, and crimes against humanity. Uh, He was, however, never charged with rape, despite one of the prosecutors saying that there was ample evidence about a large number of rapes, murder, and serious crimes committed at the hotel. Uh, Bakita, the one that I talked about before, that uh, she's working to restore monuments, Mm -hmm. uh, she worked at the Villeneuve Lash Hotel, uh, and she listed him as specifically one of her abusers, and she's also working to this day to get rape charges and sexual assault charges added to his list of crimes. Um, In 2008, the Villeneuve Hotel reopened. Uh, There was no change of furniture. There was no redesign. They didn't change how it looked on the outside. They didn't rebrand. It looks the same as it did during its camp operation. Uh, The hotel was actually featured in a 2020 Vishgrad tourism page, That the government put on. Oh, of course. With coupons for visiting or using their rehabilitation services. Nothing about visiting uh, in honor of victims. Nothing about the money going to families of the victims. The advert read, both the sick and the healthy have come here for centuries. Some for health, some for rest and fun. We are waiting for you in Vishgrad.
1: Yeah, it's a a little foreboding. Rest and fun. Yeah. for half of the people
0: yeah, it's fucking insanity and like I said they still do nothing to to help teach about what yeah, happened there's so many people to that, even acknowledge what yeah, happened there's so many people in, in these areas that like uh, there was one article that I was reading and they said you can't even bring up the names like you can't You can't talk to somebody and bring up Lukic because there's a chance that they'll just start getting furious that you would even try to say that any of that happened. Or they would say, like, we ran into it ourselves. Yeah, we've we've
1: already ran into this. With somebody that says, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Those were Serbs, not Serbians. And it's like, I get what you're going after. However, denial or... Pointing pointing the finger in another direction is, it's just simply a focus on misdirecting the blame rather than saying, you know, yeah, Serbs and Serbians yeah. alike, like, newsflash. I talked about it in the fucking second episode of this. Uh, Miritic, or whatever his fucking name was, the president of Serbia, was also held accountable and tried for war crimes by the same committee that charged Mladic and Karadzic. It's just, it's preposterous to me to, to say, well, those were Serbs. Well, realistically, they were people that you knew. And I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and say that every single Serbian and every single Serb did this. But the fact of the matter is a lot of fucking Muslim people died Two paramilitaries, two extremists, two people that they trusted for help to neighbors that they had for fucking decades that were so quick to turn on them just because they were different.
1: Well, I mean, what you just said, you could literally say about the German people in World War II, ah. about the Wehrmacht, the, the myth of the clean Wehrmacht and all that stuff that we've talked about. It's, it's the exact same that's kind of thing and and yeah. you know what there's still holocaust deniers yeah. there are still dipshits that exist unfortunately and you know wastes wastes of breath yeah still exist and you know denying that these atrocities never happened only makes you look bad
0: yeah really though so yeah uh that's uh part six i have no idea how many more we've we've got to go um but we'll just
1: keep going until you feel uh, like you hit hit it
0: all. until <laughs> I've until I've tied it up. Um, there will be an end. I guarantee. I'm not gonna just leave it. Uh, but like I've said in previous episodes, it takes a lot of effort. Uh, a, lot a lot of, of mental just, effort. Yeah, just getting getting past and trying to write notes on a lot of this stuff is a fucking struggle. Uh, The days leading up, I'm like, do I want to do a Butchers of Bosnia episode? Um, I like doing the fun episodes. I love doing episodes about Abraham Lincoln and his weird fucking ghost fetish. His
1: gay uh, uh,
0: bodyguard or whatever. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm going to try my damnedest to keep on top of it. I know that this half of the season I've only gotten like 3 of these done. However, last half of the season, I only got 3 done. So, there you go. just plan on 3 of them happening per half of season. Um, but yeah, I I enjoy doing other episodes as well. I will do my best to to keep these as regular as I can possibly fucking yeah. handle. Um, but if you guys have any any stuff that you find any any photos any articles anything that you can send my way send it along any personal accounts even if you weren't there and you were in the US and you watched it happen and you watched news reports oh yeah it would and be and it was awesome. fucking terrifying send me your thoughts i i was like an infant when all of this shit was going on i was Shit in my pants while all of this is still happening. I have no reference point in my own life or the experience of what was happening during the events of the Yugoslavian Civil War. So if you have an experience or there's something you would like to share, whether you were a victim or not, contact us. Reach out. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. Let me know what your thoughts are on it. Just reach out about it. I would really, really, really love to hear from anybody um even if it's just an opinion on the piece or just discussion by all means, just fucking message me. uh do you got patreon pulled up? yep, i do we'll we'll uh, oh uh, we'll make it quick yeah for. As, as always, if uh, you would like an exclusive episode every month uh, on the first day of the next month, or, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a handful of, or not a handful. We have like 20 Sloppy Seconds episodes on there. AJ is working on a series called Voices. Uh, just give it like six to eight weeks. Um, yeah, almost done with school. <laughs> and uh, yeah, by all means, check us out on Patreon. Search for it. Uh, pressure points. Pressure points. Search points o pressure or just uh, patreon.com forward slash points o pressure.
1: Uh, we've got the board, Mini D and Toddle Waddle. Thank you guys for uh, allowing us to continue. And then, of course, we've got uh, Abby, AJ's Third Nut, Kitty Titties, Thomas, Weston, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, G Dog, Hayden, Lara Ravo, and Lindo. Thank you guys so much for, for being here, allowing us to do these bigger pieces, these funnier yeah. pieces, these not so funny pieces. You know,
0: we just appreciate you guys. Uh, the list is getting longer and longer, and it's just—it's—it's it's nice. One of these days, uh, we hope to get it long enough that AJ passes out while doing it. Um, yeah, I—I I,
1: I want to get to the point where I have to alter it and say only the board is on yeah. or something. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah. But we we really really do appreciate you guys sticking around and supporting us. And for those of you who can't afford to or just decide not to, it's okay. We're, we're just glad that yeah, you're listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, share the with a friend that you'd like instead of subscribing on Patreon, somebody that you, that you think might like the show. We, we'd appreciate it. Um, and as always, if you ever have any suggestions for movies, since the first 10 minutes of our show yeah, is always dedicated movies. to movies, uh, music, TV shows, books, articles, memes, Fucking lewd magazines. I don't Hell give a yeah. shit. Uh, I have
1: a good collection of those. <laughs> from Vintage ones.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> They're uh, all vintage. Any of that stuff, by all means, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at Pressure. Email us at ppdnaj, all the letters, at gmail.com. Or go to our website, leave us a voicemail, or go to the contact us page and send us an email. We'll catch you guys next Monday.